Good day, everyone. You are listening to Culture is Everything, Inc. Enderon's official podcast, where we will be conversing with various featured guests in which we will be talking about their culture, their cuisines, their festivals, and many more. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Culture is Everything. I hope you all enjoyed the second episode in which we talked about Nick Chun's Korean background. Now, Nick, shout out to you. And I hope you had, a, you had fun in doing the episode of Culture is Everything. Joined with me today is Nicole Chua, who is a student in Enderin Colleges. So welcome, Nicole. We would like to introduce, would you like to introduce yourself? And while you're at it, tell me something you did this weekend. Hey Mimi, so first of all, thank you so much for inviting me in one of your episodes. I'm so excited to share this culture that I have grown up with. So just a disclaimer, I wasn't born or raised in China. My dad's family and my mom's grandparents are immigrants from China. Mm-hmm. They met here in Sarsagon, Bicol, where I was born and raised. So I can still say that I have been, I have a huge ex- exposure to the Chinese culture with how I was raised and socially exposed with. So I went to a Chinese school and I joined study tours in China and Taiwan for all Mm -hmm. summers during my high school years. So and for my weekend, we went for a quick drive to Legaspi yesterday. It was quick because just like any other person with Chinese parents, I still have to prepare for my exams. (laughs) How about you, Mimi? For me, of course, I mean, let me touch on the point that not only with Chinese parents, I think with all parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to study for our exams because it's midterm weeks, guys. It's We're shooting this in the midterm. Yeah. And of course, that's great, Nicole. And it's nice to know that even though you didn't come from, like, originally from China, at least yeah. uh, you're also embracing your own culture, right? Yeah. So definitely uh well since we are still you know in msq we're extended again i am just aching to really be by the beach and just to take good clean air you know uh first and foremost i would like to thank you for accepting to be featured as our guest today so let's get started shall we are you ready okay yes uh well, I have never been to China, but without a shadow, shadow of doubt, China has a very strong and long history. I am really curious about the facts that I need to know about China and what are your views on its history? Um, actually, China has so much history and it took me four years of high school Chinese classes to finish it until the present. So their history is very, very complicated. Yeah. They used to be ruled by imperial dynasties for hundreds of years until okay. the Republic of China took over. So each period has its own drama, wars, yeah. innovations, betrayals, and, and their own contributions. Yeah. You know, it's hard to keep track and remember everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not really good at histories. But for me, the most interesting part that I feel like you would also like like is the is their practice of foot binding so it was a practice in china before where they wrap the female's feet and keep it and kept it small foot binding usually yeah foot binding usually starts between four to six years old but some as early as three years old so they keep the feet as small as possible ideally three inches throughout the girl's life but what's the purpose of that you guys just don't like big feet is that it (laughs) 
or no. <laughs> no, it was actually a sign of beauty, similar to wear to the practice of wearing corsets. So okay, uh, they say it's because it's pretty, you know, and it was also a sign of prestige because only the rich families can afford it. So when you have very wow. small feet, of course, you cannot do anything. You cannot stand. You cannot walk or even work. So rich wow. families have lots of people to work and serve them. But when you're poor, you need all the help you can get, which means families need their females, especially yeah, females need their feet to work and make a living. Mm. So you can try searching for foot binding pictures, Mimi. It feels really painful just looking at it. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad yeah. you didn't go through that uh, era or just weren't forced. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's it's nice. crazy. Yeah. Oh my it's crazy, god. It's so interesting. It's the first time I, I, I encountered that term also, the terminology that you said. Foot yeah, foot bind. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. It's where your toes, they yeah. they wrap your toes towards your heel. So it's gonna be like pointed so and make it as small as possible. Yeah. That's so painful. My gosh. Oh gosh. So imagine. I can't I can't <laughs> imagine me doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Nicole, have you been to China? Because I haven't. Have you been? Yeah, I've been there quite a few times already. Okay. So um I'm also into traveling to places that offer like a lot of archaeological history and beaches, of mm-hmm. course, and of course, hikes, mountainous hikes. So what can you, can, does China offer that also, like these three aspects? Yeah, actually, China is very, is huge, actually. Mm-hmm. You could go back several times and still find new places to visit. You yeah. know, they have all kinds of tourism if you look hard enough. So yeah. as we all know, historical and cultural tourism are the most well-known. People often visit known sites like Great Wall of China, the yeah. Forbidden City, mm-hmm. or even the Terracotta Army. But if you want an adventurous one, I suggest that you should visit Changjiatie in Hunan province. Okay. So your enemy there would be the stairs, but your best friend would be the view. Oh, wow. Why? How many yeah. steps are there? I w- I'm not sure. It's really, it's a long step. It's oh. a long way up. Yeah, it's very mountainous. Do you know it's also the place where they shot Avatar, the Avatar. film? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that, that, like, that view, that's, like, really beautiful. So, but they all had to walk to get to the top. Yeah. To oh, yeah. my God. So it's okay. like, it's like floating mountains. Wow. That's so yeah. cool. I wonder how many calories you can burn. When you oh. <laughs> Miss Bell, is that a challenge? Hi, hi Miss Bell. Shout out to you. <laughs> and attorney, right? Yeah. It's a challenge for them. But actually, I don't think I've been to any beach in China. But oh. I heard that Kulang Yu Island is really nice. So mm-hmm. it is also part of the UNESCO World Heritage Site with it used yeah. to being an international settlement. So I think I should also add that to my travel bucket list. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go there for your bucket list, please invite me to go. <laughs> and oh to yeah, surely. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I heard, that, I heard that you love spicy food, right? Visit I the love spicy Sichuan, food. Yeah, visit the Sichuan province. They, they are famous for super, super spicy foods. Wow. 
So can you, yeah. going back to history, let's talk, let's touch on the topics about like ruling powers. You mentioned a bit earlier. So can you just mm-hmm. expound on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so before, yeah, they were ruled by an emperor. Yeah, yeah. just like Japan and mm-hmm. all. So yeah, the, the emperor rules all the, the emperor rules all the country. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So your political system, how is it? Is it, I mean, like, it's really powerful. Everyone, I guess. Yeah, actually, actually I'm more on familiar with the ruling power, uh, this in the present. Okay. So in the present, the Communist Party of China dominates all branches of China's political system. Sort of like similar with the imperial one. Yeah. So it is, it is actually the biggest political party in the world wow. with about 90 million members. So... It controls every government department, military force, court, and parliamentary meetings. So it is structured like a pyramid with one person at the very top, mm-hmm. which is Xi Jinping. That's how powerful he is. Wow, okay. So, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we should wonder how, they, how he has power and control in over that 90 million members. I mean... Yeah, all have to be disciplined and to follow him and whatnot. And then, like we also talked about, like uh, I believe China has gone through many um colonization as well. So of course that would have like different um religions that has been introduced to China. So can we touch on that topic as well? Actually, not so much on foreign religions because yeah. the religions mean. Uh, religions in China are mainly Buddhism and Taoism. Okay. But they also recognize Islam and Christianity, mm-hmm. which is like religious pilgrimage are very common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of my family friends here in the Philippines go to China every year to visit temples. Yeah, yeah. that's how famous it is. Uh, can I know what what does ta- Tao Taoism? What is that? Yeah, uh, it's a very similar to Christianity for Taoist. Oh. They have similar beliefs. Yeah. Oh, similar beliefs as Christianity. Wow. So they have their own version With of Buddhism. Taoism. Ah, Buddhism. With okay. Buddhism. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Taoism is related to Buddhism as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think everyone knows that I love food so much. Okay, so for the past few days, I have been craving a lot of seafood, and I just wish I was in the island having boodle fights. I know you're in you're in Bicol right now, so of course, yeah. Is, is the seafood cheap where you are in Bicol? No. Yeah, it is cheap, but uh, not as many seafood mm. varieties here. Ah, okay. So I think the main varieties are like crab, lobster. And be no, no lobsters. No lobsters? Scallops, yeah. Mm. Crabs, yes. Nice. So I was just, I, I wish, right? Like what I said, I wish I was in the island. And, um, but let's dive into the topic of food. Um, am I at fault to say that in China, they eat a lot of exotic food? And like, let's also converse about Chinese uh, cuisine. Can I also uh, ask, any any like any recommendation of like authentic Chinese restaurant in the Philippines as well? Yeah, okay. So if honestly honestly, if I could eat one cuisine for the rest of my life, it would yeah. be Chinese cuisine. So oh. I miss I love and I miss dim sums, peking oh. ducks, 
mm-hmm. you know, curry fish balls. Yeah. And in terms of exotic food, I am not a fan of it. Okay. The Chinese are very adventurous when it comes to food. So I think that is why they love to eat exotic yeah. foods. So, you know, when I was in Beijing, there was a long street of vendors selling insects on sticks. So, yeah, I'm going... Quiet. Have you tried uh, that? I'm going to show it to you first. So, here, can you see oh that? Oh, my gosh. You guys, she's showing me. Oh, my God. You That's, know, I wish I could show this. So clean. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my right? God. Uh, the pictures that she showed me, they look they look appetizing. They don't look um like disgusting. They look appetizing. But have yeah, you tried? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a bit. Actually, my tour mates took a chance and ate some. And the next day, they all got sick. So but I had a teeny bit of a scorpion legs. And it tastes like a tail of fried shrimp. Because it, it doesn't have meat. And it was crunchy. Oh, okay. The most exotic thing I've ever eaten was uh, a frog. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, back when I was in Lebanon, that's the most exotic thing I've eaten. But Are you brave enough to try? Huh? Are you brave enough to try? No, I don't think so. I can't. (laughs) Yeah, exotic foods are very common in the provinces than in the cities. Mm -hmm. It's very oh, okay, cool. more common in the provinces. I guess I mean yeah. historically also. Maybe that was their only access to food in a way, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And cities have more tourists. Yeah. So it's sure. yeah. So exotic foods are not that common. For sure. But they have. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so when we talk about authentic Chinese restaurants in Manila, where do you recommend? Like which restaurants do you recommend? With Chinese restaurants, uh, it actually depends on what we are in the mood for. Let's say okay. we want dim sums or chicken feet, we go yeah. to King Chef in Binondo. So if we want Xiaolong Pao, we go to Lukang. And if we want smaller portions of food and a quick meal, because like Chinese restaurants are very known for its large portions of food, right? Yeah. So if we want like small portions, we go to Tim Hoan. And if and of course, if we want something fancy, our go-to place is Manho. So it's an upscale Chinese restaurant in Marriott. Wow. If you want to try some notable ones are also Choi Garden and China Blue. Seafood, yeah. I heard seafood is really good there. Nice. Okay. Maybe I can go this weekend. Hopefully there's dine-in. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm hungry. I would need a snack or a meal after this episode. So I think we have tackled on the common grounds about uh, your culture, uh, the architecture even. I mean, the architecture in China is so beautiful. And how they preserve their architectural uh, buildings, it's it's amazing, right? I know. And we also tackled religion and food already. But I wanted to know, in your perspective, what do you think makes China unique? Uh, than most neighboring Asian countries. I also asked the, this to Nick and he answered like profoundly. <laughs> um, actually, China has a lot to offer to people in a lot of ways, especially mm-hmm. in terms of tourism. So there's a lot of great places and experiences that you can have. So going there, you would feel very, very tiny visiting their places. Wow. I haven't been to a lot of neighboring Asian countries 
Yeah. But I really find myself still wanting to go back to China. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to experience the cold of Harbin. The coldest temperature recorded there is negative 37 degrees Celsius. Nicole, you'll freeze up. You're too tiny. You'll freeze up there. <laughs> yeah. So compared to other Asian countries, you know, that is already really cold. Yeah. And considering that we're in a tropical country as well, I mean, you know, your body has to adjust so much. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. So- I mean, I want to experience it. Like even one day. Yeah. So you're such a dangerous girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people have hesitations and strong opinions toward China. But, yeah. you know, if people could give the country a chance, I believe that they can find it themselves to enjoy the country just like I had. Yeah, It's I really- relate to you. Yeah, for sure. I relate to you in a way, Nicole, because uh, Lebanon has been perceived like on the news as, you know, such a false country and whatnot. And China, yeah. you know, considering the pandemic and they're saying that, I don't know, it's the rooting country of where the pandemic started and all those yeah. stuff. You know, the, the false false news or fake news or um, like uh, an over-exaggerated news That's where like mm-hmm. tourism also takes a toll, like a negative toll in the country. Yeah. So that's why me and you, that's why it's good for us to present our country, our countries to other people who have the perspective that like China is such um, an exotic country that they eat whatever they want, right? And Lebanon is filled with wars and whatnot. So it's good that we have um, a good historical background, like uh, mm-hmm. at least the basics, right? For, for our listeners also to know that, you know, China offers more. Lebanon offers more than what the news gives us. And, well, I think um, we tackled on everything. So you said that China has, um, like, various seasons. So it has four seasons. It depends on the place that you're visiting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, because China is really huge. It's a huge yeah, country. Yeah, I know. That's why... Because Lebanon, it's a little country, so all four seasons exist in all regions. So oh, that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Some portions, it, yeah. Mm. Some parts in China are really hot. Some parts, like the Harbin, is really cold. No hot season. Yeah. yeah. So it depends on the location. Wow. And there's that like in between region where all like you yeah. can chill, like a tropical season. That's nice. That's yeah. really nice, you know. So. Uh, thank you very much, Nicole. I hope you enjoyed like this small talk about China. Yeah, and I did. Did how about like your research? Because guys, she had to really research about the questions and the history and all those. Did you enjoy it and learn something new, maybe? During yeah, your- actually, with the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, disclosure. I wasn't really paying attention to my Chinese classes before yeah. because yeah, it was high school. But you know throughout the research i found it's very interesting actually mm-hmm. i yeah. love it that you learned at least something new and i learned a lot this uh, episode and i'm sure our listeners learned so much as well once again i'm so thankful and grateful that you accepted to share and expound about your culture nicole so any few words like closing remarks <laughs> Just, uh, I would also like to thank you so much for inviting me. This is really fun and I love sharing about these things. 
And I'm looking forward to listening to your future podcast. Yay! Yeah, I can't wait. Because India's next, guys. We're going to be interviewing oh. an alumni from Enderan. And she's from India. I hope you guys can tune into that also. I think that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope you guys also learned additional facts about China. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify or whichever platform you're listening to and stay tuned for more of our episodes. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media at Enderon on Instagram and on Facebook. If there's anything you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out by sending in a message. Stay safe, Nicole, and stay safe, everyone. Bye! Bye.